0: Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of the BPM Podcast. My name is Bill. Can't believe it's already been 10 episodes. Last week, I reviewed Apocalyptica's sixth studio album, Worlds Collide. This week, we go back to 2002. The first Spider-Man movie was released, the Eminem show sold over 7 million copies, and Kelly Clarkson won the first season of American Idol. But something even bigger happened in that year. Canadian rock band Sybil Plan released their first studio album, No Pads, No Helmets, Just Balls. The reason I chose this album uh, is because I'm seeing them in concert this May, and they're playing this album in full, so I'm looking forward to that a lot. Simple Plan formed in 1999 in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. The four founding members are still a part of this band today. They released five studio albums, their latest coming in 2016, though they currently are working on a new one. The band performed at the Vans Warped Tour every year from 1999 to 2005, and then again in 2011, 2013, 2015, and 2018, as well as the 2010 Winter Olympics Closing Ceremony. No Pads, No Helmets, Just Balls released on March 19, 2002 and received very bad reviews. Rolling Stone gave it two stars out of five, and Melodic gave it three out of five. Some other critics dragged this album and the band through the mud, and I'm not sure why. All Music reviewer Todd Crystal opened his piece by stating that the band didn't have, quote, anything new to say, but at least it sounds like they're having a good time saying it, unquote, being, quote, so full of pep and energy, unquote. Rolling Stone's John Karamatica, wrote that the tracks were, quote, brief, ephemeral, tautly structured, bombastically produced, blast of snotty posing, unquote. So a lot of the critics were calling them posers, saying that they took Blink-182 sounds and kind of just rewrote over them. Uh, Upon listening to this first album, some of what the critics said was accurate, but they do have their own sound and aren't a poser of the bands that preceded them, at least in my opinion. This album, upon release, featured 12 tracks for a total of 40 minutes and 6 seconds. There are a couple guest appearances by Mark Hoppus of Blink 182 and Joel Madden of Good Charlotte. No Pads, No Helmets, Just Balls had four singles, one released before the album came out, and they're probably the four most popular Simple Plan songs. The album peaked at number 70 on the US Top 200 Billboard in 2003. But enough of that, let's get on with the song by song review. I Do Anything. This was the second single from the album, Uh, The intro definitely has some Blink vibes, but then the lyrics hit, and it's a little bit more emo and more of the simple plan that you know. Speaking of Blink-182, this is the song featuring Mark Hoppus. This was pretty much every teenager's anthem when trying to get their ex back. Some of the lyrics, I do anything just to hold you in my arms to try to make you laugh. It's a great song, and screaming the first part of the chorus will never get old, and I can't wait to do it in concert. The Worst Day Ever Picking up where the last song left off, the narrator is still hung up about his ex, she's not coming back, and he's obviously heartbroken about it. Some of the lyrics, I feel like I'm living the worst day, I feel like you're gone, and every day is the worst day ever. He obviously can't move on and enjoy his life, he's dealing with the suffering of losing her, and outside of the theme, the music itself is pretty average. You don't mean anything. The tempo picks up a little bit on this song, the narrator is trying to turn his sadness and depression about his ex into denial. Though he can't say she doesn't mean anything to him, because the truth is, he wouldn't have these feelings if she didn't mean anything to him. It's all a mental thing, we've all been there, this is a typical punk song, nothing too crazy, and Joel Madden does backing vocals on this song. I'm just a kid. This was the first single of the album, released a month before the album came out. While the narrator may not have a lot of friends, he spends most of his nights alone. Quote, I'm just a kid, I know that it's not fair, nobody cares, because I'm alone, and the world is having more fun than me tonight. We've all been there, thinking you don't fit in and just feel alone in the world. Funny enough, a lot of people have that feeling, so it doesn't make you alone in the world. Irony. When I'm with you. I like the sound of this song, as basic as it may be. The narrator had a crush on this girl and has a good feeling whenever she's around, but every time he reaches out or tries to talk to her, she just rejects him. Quote, but every time I call you, don't have time. I guess I'll never get to call you mine. At the end of the song, he admits that he's a bit obsessive, and that's very unhealthy. While you're obsessing over this person, there could be someone else that is just as amazing, if not better, that actually can reciprocate those feelings for you. Meet you there. I like how the drums are the main focus with the guitar as an accessory compared to most of the songs on the album. The song could be taken a couple different ways. It could be as the narrator waiting for like a friend or an ex to come back into their life, or as someone close to him dying and he's having a tough time moving on. Quote, A part of me is gone and I'm not moving on, so wait for me, I know the day will come. I'll meet you there no matter where life takes me to. Even if the theme is up for interpretation, it's still a good song with a pretty good message. Addicted. This is the third single of the album. The theme is a bit similar to When I'm With You as he admits that he's addicted to a girl. Uh, It doesn't matter what the girl did to him, he'd do anything to get her back. Also the pun with I'm a dick, I'm addicted to you was pretty clever to get it on the radio to bypass all the censors. My Alien. The sound of the song doesn't do anything for me, uh, especially at the beginning. Uh, It does become a bit familiar and more simple plan-like as they get to the chorus. Uh, Regardless, I do like the lyrics. The narrator found someone he likes and enjoys being around. And while the person literally doesn't have four legs, like the song says, she's unique and no one else can compare to her. I like that. God Must Hate Me. Back to the emo-depressing themes of the album. First, unlike the last song, I do like the sound of this one. It has a nice rhythm to it. Um, The theme, nothing can go right for the narrator, whether he's studying for a test, having fun with friends, something just goes wrong, but he just blames God for all of his problems. Quote, God must hate me, curse me for eternity, God must hate me, maybe you should pray for me. We've all been there, just thinking nothing can go right, you have no one else to blame, but sometimes it is important to take a little responsibility for yourself. I won't be there. The guitar sounds different than in other songs. Not sure if it's tuned different or there's distortion, but it sounds good. As for the theme, these two people are in a relationship that's clearly not working. They can't seem to get along, or they just can't communicate, and they just don't work as a couple. So he's just going to cut his ties and leave. Sometimes that's just for the best. Leave, don't drag it on, don't waste each other's time, and move on with your lives. One Day The song stands out more than any other song. It's a country-sounding guitar in the intro, and it doesn't fit the lyrics of Simple Plant at all. As for the song itself, the narrator's looking forward to the day he can do whatever he wants and move away from his parents. We've all been there, just feeling like you're trapped and you need to live your own life. But looking back, sometimes it's not as bad as we make it out to be. Perfect. This is the last song on the album, and it was the fourth single released. It picks up on the theme of the last song as the first line calls out the narrator's dad. It's pretty much an anthem from the narrator singing that, even though his father may not approve of what he's doing, he's trying his best and living his own life. As a result, the relationship is broken, and it will take years to repair if they can. Quote, Now it's just too late, and we can't go back. I'm sorry. I can't be perfect. In our lives, our relationships with our parents, they're never perfect. But it requires communication to understand where the other is coming from, more so from the parents. They have a tendency to believe their way of thinking is right, and the way they parent is one size fits all. And that's definitely not the case. This is why a lot of kids can't talk to their parents, because they're not treated with respect and treated as adults. And I think that's an important message for parents to learn more so than the kids. Overall, for a debut album, this is actually one of the better ones. There's a couple songs that I questioned, but as a whole, it's an easy listen. I already have the four singles on my playlist, and I'll probably add one or two more to it. And I honestly can't wait to see them in concert. A bunch of people my age who grew up with Simple Plan, just screaming our heads off, being emo little teenagers again. It's going to be a lot of fun. Next week, I'll be reviewing another debut album from another Canadian band that happens to be touring with Simple Plan. If you have any recommendations, you can email me at bpivots at gmail.com or tweet at me, Mr. Underscore Piv 1127. Until then, stay safe and keep rocking.